Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma State football podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined, as always, here at Cloud, uh, Stone Cloud by Jacob Utter. You have stunned devils and stone cloud on exactly. your mind. Exactly. I got, I got too, many, too many S words. Also, what do I do with my hands? Right. Real quick, exactly. we got to right. do mics. New technology. The we hope work. We're, uh, I really hope so at this point. We're, uh, we're very, very much hoping that, that people are hearing yes. what we're saying here. So, but yeah, so we're here at Stone Cloud once again, our, our usual midweek hangout. You didn't get to go out to uh, Sun Devil territory with me, but you got to watch from home. And um, we'll get into to your thoughts on the game since I didn't get to get them on the, the post game podcast. I did do a post game podcast. If you want to go hear that, me and Joe Masato, we discussed the game as we uh, as we walked back to the car. It was it had cooled off. It was down in the low nineties by the time we <laughs> the left, low nineties. By the time we left the stadium, fantastic. At Two a.m. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So go check that out if you want to. We'll get into uh, into all of that, but we start, of course. When we're here at Stone Cloud with what you drinking? I am drinking a new version of their Neon Sunshine. Right. Called the Neon Mimosa. Mimosa. I had to think about which one I got for a second. Right. There's four of them. They had three of them on tap. Neon Mimosa, which is kind of like a uh, it's kind of like a Boulevard Wheat Blue Moon a little bit. Okay. It's a little bit. It's it's really, really good though. Very um, nice. Because one thing they're doing is they, they're out of them right now, but they said they'll probably get more. A 12-pack of Neon Sunshine, four different variants. There's a mimosa, watermelon, a passion. And I can't remember the fourth one. The third one's, the fourth one's not on tap. There's four of them anyways. Yeah. I'm not doing a very good job promoing this. Sorry, <laughs> Matt. But um, I think you guys should check it out because Neon Sunshine is one of the best sellers. Oh, absolutely. It's a great beer. One of your favorites. Oh, We talked about that in our draft recently. Yes. One of your favorites, but new, new versions. That's correct. I was drinking regular Neon Sunshine last night. We talked about it. I had, had some pizza and some Neon Sunshine. I went with another of, of the new ones. I went with the Neon Watermelon. I was really enjoying it so it far. Good? You can tell I've already uh, yeah. uh, got, got into it a little bit pregame. You didn't here. waste any time. No, I was, yeah, you, you were busy setting up the camera. I was uh, enjoying myself. I had so, to do the work. And you get to drink the beer. That's, that's how exactly this works. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm uh, really enjoying this. I might have to try that one before we, uh, before we get out of here. Yeah. But I got to pace myself. We do have to go do some more actual work later. Ah. Talk to some football players. So, you just got to talk to them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, want to, of course, promote our newsletter. We always want to remind you about that. The uh, the OSU Athletics newsletter. We're doing the majority of the writing for that. It's not always been the case in the past. For those who uh, who subscribe, we're glad to be more involved with what's going on there. And once you go check that out, subscribe. We got lots of subscribers that are checking out uh, our our. I mean, we write content specifically for this. So. We're uh, really proud of what we're doing there. So go check that out. Um, you know, last week, we, uh, it was Labor Day. This place, this wonderful place was closed so that their wonderful employees could have a day off. Yeah. No problems there, but we didn't get to record the podcast. No. We did a podcast, but no video like we always do and, uh, and all the, uh, uh, the usual events here. So no YouTube video, no comments, no, no score predictions. So with that, we're just drinking our own beers. But for next week, if you want to make a prediction so you can win a beer that we will drink for you, 
jump on the YouTube comments, throw in your score prediction for Oklahoma State, South Alabama here in Stillwater on Saturday. Do I get an extra beer for my prediction? Absolutely. Uh, you, listen, <laughs> listen. I, you sent me a text after the game that allegedly showed a score I did yeah. not believe at all of 27 to 15. That was my score prediction. That was that went in the paper and on the website yeah. and all of that. I had to go verify it for myself. Yeah. I found it, verified it. I was in complete disbelief. <laughs> uh, but you did. Uh, yes, 27 15 on the money. Nailed it. You should have to get me an extra beer for I, this. Listen, I, I honestly, for that, I should buy you a six pack mm. because, because like, if, if you predict a score correct and it's 28 to 21, yeah. that's cool, but yeah. I'm not all that impressed. 15? Yeah. Who, who predicts 15? This guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, so I, I should I should buy you a, a whole six pack or, uh, or when, when the, uh, the, the, the new 12 packs come back, when, yeah. they, when they've already sold out of them, but when, once those are back. Yeah. I'll get you one. I, I feel really proud of that. Like that was impressive. I thought as I was getting ready to go to bed, I thought that score actually that sounds really familiar. And I was like, was that what I, that was what I predicted? So I looked it up, and sure enough, sure enough, there it was. What I predicted. All right, so jump in with your score predictions in the comments, and we will uh, we will drink a beer for you next week. All right, with that, uh, we good luck beating me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't even want to don't even want to take him on at this point. With that though, let's uh, let's get into what Mike Gundy. Oh no, let me get your thoughts on on Arizona State uh, just real quickly. Your uh, kind of top line thoughts on the uh, Cowboys' twenty-seven to fifteen win in the desert. I'll make this short, abbreviated points here. No idea who the starting quarterback should be. I have a general thought in my head, but it's more opinion based than fact based, result based. Yep. Um, so there's no separation. But I think part of that is the way they designed their rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like I keep comparing it to a closer by committee in baseball, where all of a sudden it's like it's matchup based in a closer by committee, right? So how, how do you prove anything right. in that? So um, that's where I'm at there. The offensive line needs to figure it out sooner than the third quarter or the fourth quarter, whichever game you're looking at. Yeah, they need to figure that out sooner um, and feed Ollie Gordon. Yes, that man deserves the football a lot. Uh, he's playing out of his mind. I think the team has a different energy when he's on the field, too. And he's getting the ball that. and doing what he's doing. I feel like there's a different energy with Ollie. Um, and then my final thought is, I think the defense is going to be all right. Yeah. Um, I'm not ready to say take me back to 2021 or even 2020 when they were really good during the pandemic season. Um, but I think it's going to be all right. They've got a lot of talent there. I like the things they're doing. Yeah, Colin Oliver way more involved than he yes. was the first week when I didn't even notice him on the field 98% of the time. So I think I think uh, the defense is moving in the right direction. Yeah. I, I said this in the press box at the time, so obviously you didn't hear it, so I'll, I'll say it to you now. It felt a little bit like year three Jim Knowles, where like there were some early mistakes, mm-hmm. some a little bit of chaos, and then they figured it all out and, and, and played really well. Is that 2020? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, the so pandemic yeah. season. Yep, exactly. Felt a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. We even saw that a little bit in, in 2021, but yeah. they were more capable of, of shutting, clamping down a little bit more quickly. I think that year. Yeah, that was I they mean, clamped down. Usually, the first or second series, right. that was that was it. That's, yeah. That was your chance. The only time I think they really struggled and that was Texas. Right. Yeah, and that was B. So, John Robinson who scored a touchdown in his NFL debut. So yeah, I think exactly. Yeah. 
So yeah, so that's sort of the comparison that, that I'm drawing with this. It feels like they're more advanced. I, I definitely think they're more talented than they were Noel's first couple of yeah. years. Mm -hmm. And I think that scheme-wise, they're a little bit farther along than they were mm -hmm. with him as well. So I think that's a promising situation for this defense. Uh, we did visit with Mike Gundy earlier today. As you mentioned, uh, he's no closer, just like the rest of us, to figuring out who his quarterback is. And I understand I understand why fans are panicking and, and, and bothered by that. But I really don't think it's... I, I don't, it's certainly not the top line issue with the no. offense mm -hmm. and the way the guys are playing. I don't think that it's a, as, as significant a concern as people are making it out yeah. to be. There's, there's no one playing poorly out of the three. Right. Like, there's no, there's not, there's not a quarterback that's struggling mightily. And, and, and imagine if, if they had blocked for the run game, the way they did in the second half at Arizona state all season, this offense would have, would have probably doubled its, its yeah. point output. Even with the three quarterback system, mm -hmm. blocking is going to be the the biggest storyline for this offense all season. Regardless of what happens at quarterback, they've got to feel comfortable because they do have three right now. A year ago, they had one and had to force Rangel and Gundy into action. Mm -hmm. So you've got to feel comfortable with your depth there, whoever it ends up being, whenever that ends up happening. It's obviously not going to happen this week. Probably maybe, not next week is the way Mike not, was talking. Maybe not for the Iowa State game, which is a little bit tricky. You're going on the road in, the, in a Big 12 game. That's a little bit nerve-wracking. But the, I don't find the quarterback issue near as concerning as, as a lot of outsiders' uh, fan base really seems to. No, I think the offensive line is your biggest concern right Absolutely. now. It's still your, your biggest concern. And quarterbacks, I mean, maybe two or three on the list. But I just think offensive line is the biggest concern when you look at how they've struggled to get going. Um, Got to get more physical, but they still weren't physical enough, I thought. Right. You know, like, that's a power five team. they got to go after and they got to get physical this week because South Alabama is going to come in and try to hit them in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, they are. And and they've been pretty good against the run. Now they played yeah. a weird mix of teams. Obviously, Tulane is solid. Maybe not yeah. as good as we thought they were going to be. They had a rough one against Ole Miss the other day. But... Um, Without their quarterback. Right, yeah, exactly. So it's it's hard to know exactly mm -hmm. what to think of South Alabama, but there are a lot of veterans, a lot of guys that have played in, in, in meaningful games in their careers. So they are. They know what they've got to do to slow this team down, and they're going to do their best to do it. So that's far and away. I, it's not even close in terms of, of the level of importance to this offense. So that said, we'll see. Uh, you you hinted at this. You have a, a, a gut opinion on who you would go with. Let's say you're in, in Mike Gundy's shoes right now, and you feel like, like, regardless, not not necessarily the competition's over, but you've got to pick a guy right now. You feel like you need to do that. Who are you going with at this moment? You're gonna put me on the spot, aren't you? I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna give you my, I'll give you mine too. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm gonna give you mine. I too. I lean towards Rangel. Okay, and here's why. I think he's taken a big step forward from last year. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of it. And I think he looks, not that anyone's looked uncomfortable. I think everyone's looked pretty comfortable. Right. I just think he looks more comfortable. His pass, his throwing's been very crisp. Mm -hmm. I mean, the interception was not on him. He got hit as he was throwing. Bad blocking. We talked about the offensive line. Yeah. He has not had a very good offensive line until late there tonight. Right. And 
I thought he came in and played well. That's where I lean a little bit because he could run a little bit too. Mm-hmm. He's not as fast as Gunner, but he's faster than Bowman. Yeah. I think he's got a better arm than the other two right now. Maybe Bowman, maybe not, but mm-hmm. I think he's a little more accurate. I like Bowman's been a little off at times. Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of go towards Rangel right now. Um, but you're also, I also feel like I'm splitting hairs a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Because as Mike says, picking one's really, really hard right now. Right. But I kind of lean that direction. When, and the, the thing I like about what Gundy said today, and he harped on this a couple of times, is what reason do you give the other two? Yeah. What do you go to them and say, here's yeah. why you're not the guy? It's, yeah. And it's, it's really impossible. Yeah. Now, I'll say this. I, I very slightly lean Bowman okay. over, over Rangel. I think that what he has been able to do, I do think he missed a couple of passes mm-hmm. against Central Arkansas, also had some drops. Yep. So I think that that's hurt his completion percentage because of both of those things, both his fault and not his fault. Um, but I feel like what he's been able to do, he's the only one that hasn't had a run game. True. But he's played the first half both times when they haven't run the ball at all. Uh, I didn't add up his, the rush yardage during his fourth series on Saturday, but it wasn't much because at halftime they were at dead zero. Yeah. So. Uh, so not much in the run game either time that he's been on the field for his his total of eight series, and he's still been productive. He's he's thrown for yardage. He's mm-hmm. completing passes still at a high rate, still over sixty percent, even with the uh, the miscues and the drops. So I I slightly lean him. I've been really impressed with Garrett Rangel and the growth that we've seen yeah. from him. I watched him in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl and thought that Oklahoma State was in for a disaster. Yep. And he has really emerged as a legit Big 12 quarterback. Now, I don't think either one of us are, are downplaying what Gunnar Gundy has been no, able to do. No, Gunnar's been great. He has been. But he's, he's the opposite of, of, of Bowman in that every time he's played, they've had good running. Yeah. So he's benefited from that. And I think that's helped him. And, and, and I had someone ask me this. Um, a family member asked me this. Why... Why they run the ball better with Gunner in the game? And I said, well, the offensive line blocks better. But also, Ollie Gordon has gotten the ball. And this is no knock on Jade Nixon or Elijah right. Collins. But I think a lot, Ollie can create a little bit more than those two when he gets the ball in his hands with some poor blocking. But Ollie Gordon's gotten the ball more when Gunner's in the game right. than, the other, than the other quarterbacks. Yeah. And so I think that's been a benefit as well. Two, two games in a row now, both games this season, Ollie Gordon has had two carries in each first half, mm-hmm. which blows my mind that they're not trying to establish him early yeah. and, and give him a chance. Obviously, they feel comfortable with all three. I think they all three do things well. I was I was, I was, was kind of starting to think that maybe Jaden Nixon was, was falling behind. And he, had, he had a great he had, night there. Tonight. He ended up having a really big run uh, there in the third quarter that was that was key. Uh, I, I, I think it was on one of the touchdown drives. But anyway, it was a big run, really important moment. Elijah Collins has been really strong. Mm-hmm. Pass blocked really well. He and Ollie, I thought both pass yeah. blocked really well. Uh, so I think that's an important factor in all of this. So that said, I feel like they're really good with those three. They got to keep all three of them healthy. But with those three guys, they're in really good shape at, at running back as long as they can figure some things out on the offensive line. Yeah. On the defensive side, you mentioned Colin Oliver. Um, Gundy talked about some young guys that got some some experience. I was really surprised. Uh, Jaleel Johnson was a guy uh, who just he, a redshirt freshman. He didn't play the opener. No, didn't. And and then ended up playing, I think, 14 snaps, which is not a ton, but it's really it's important. It's a good amount. 
and and he looked really good coming off the line. He's a, a long, lanky guy, and and you know I wrote about him back in high school. They talked a lot about his first step, his ability to get into the backfield quickly, and I think that showed a little bit. Uh, Deshaun Brown from Choctaw, another redshirt freshman who mixed in a little bit last year in mm-hmm. some uh, some unique situations, but he's played a decent amount the first two games and is a little bit more of a bull rusher type of guy, big and physical, and really overpowered some people, got into the backfield and looked good. You add that to what you've already got up there. A guy, you know, I think I think Nathan Watu is playing really well. He's I think playing great. Anthony Goodlow is playing really well. Walter mm-hmm. Scheid has been good. Your defensive, your, your nose tackles have, have all been pretty solid. You had some some freshmen into that mix. You know, Aiden Kelly got got in some yeah. at, at no tackle. You had add those young guys into the mix with this, and you really have pretty impressive depth across the board in that three man line. I think that's going to be really important for this team as they continue to go, especially into Big Twelve play. What else from uh, from Mike Gundy's chat today that uh, that stuck out to you? I just um, I thought it's cool, and I, I let our takeaways of this today the quote of their run that are you know their luck's gonna run out in the run game if they don't block better or they, right. we talked a lot about that. Yeah. Really stands out to me. Um I think his talk about and we talked about South Alabama's physicality. That stood out to me how physical and then he says South Alabama's gonna be the best team they've played to this point. Yeah. And I actually believe it. That's the team yeah. when I was looking and I was breaking down the schedule, looking at best case, worst case, things like that. I was like South Alabama is actually a team that's really scary. Yeah. And so that stood out to me. We didn't talk about South Alabama enough, probably right. today, to be honest. Yeah, with him. Yeah, we got we got really deep into quarterback talk and yeah. and the difficulties of making that decision and all those all those sorts yeah. of things. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm very curious what this team is going to look like. Now, they beat what Southeast Louisiana last week. Um, you know, they hung with Tulane for a while, ended up losing that one. Um, so. I don't know exactly what to what to think about them. You know, we talked about Tulane. It's hard to know exactly how good they are right now. So, real hard to judge them. But they have a lot of experienced guys and guys that aren't going to be uh, in awe of the situation when they when they mm-hmm. walk into Boone Pickens Stadium. Um, and they've got guy, one guy that's been in Boone Pickens Stadium as a recruit, Ladamian yeah. <laughs> Webb, their running back, yeah. who's been a really talented player. He's averaging seven point six yards per carry. Uh, he was, he averaged over eleven yards per carry last week. Yes. Exactly. He had seven carries, I think, or something. Right. And it was insane. Yeah. But uh, played three series. Oklahoma State was recruiting him very hard when he was coming out of Jones College. Uh, He played there 2019, would have been the 2020 recruiting class. Ends up going to Florida State, spends a year there, didn't work out. Ends up back at Jones for another year. And then at South Alabama for this year, or last year, this year. So, um, small guy. Uh, bowling ball type, 5'7", I think 210 is what he's listed as. They keep playing these bowling ball types. Like, they didn't have bowling ball Central Arkansas, but they were small guys who couldn't hardly tackle. Right, yeah. And then, um, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, uh, Scadaboo. Scadaboo, that's what it was. I was, yes. could not pronounce it in my head. Mm-hmm. Scadaboo was a bowling yeah. ball. And he now you've got, you know, you got this guy. So, yes, exactly. Um, they're getting the test with these bowling ball running backs. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it really test their, their tackling abilities because they are physical guys and, and also elusive guys. So, Sorry, Scadaboo reminded me of Jalen Warren a little bit. A little bit? I can see bit. that. I can see there that. There was a little bit of Jalen Warren there. He's going to be pretty good for everything. Yeah, I think he is. I think he's going to be talented. And I think Rashad is going to be really talented down the line, too, yeah. once he gets speed under him. we got to worry about that because they're coming to the Big 12. Exactly. So we got to watch the Big 12 this. opponent for uh, for the rest of his career. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, so I'm very curious to see what this South Alabama team looks like in person. Uh, been, uh, I've had my eye on them 
uh, really since late last year when they started kind of catching some national attention and saw how many guys they were going to have coming back. Really experienced team. So I think it's going to be a very interesting game. Listen, in my, in my preseason predictions where we picked each game, I, I picked South Alabama to win this game. I don't think I'll do that this week. Yeah. Um, that was a little bit of a different approach at that point, so I'll, I'll probably stick with the Cowboys. But that nine-and-a-half-point spread feels like a lot of points in, in this in this. That was ball. a lot. I, I want to double – I have to double-check that again. That was a lot. That was the initial thing I saw. Yeah. And it seemed like yeah, a lot. The line, the line could move as, yeah. as the week goes on, so we'll see what happens there. So um, other other things from, from Gundy, other than his breakdown of, of his son Gage's uh, batting swing. Oh, yeah, we got that from him off, off right. to the yeah. side. A little, and, little, uh, little film room. Yeah, with, uh, got, to, Gage, got Gage to watch Gundy's. Mike's uh, phone there, some Gage Gundy <laughs> swings. Uh, yeah. His swing's much improved, by the way, for those oh, curious. He was looking good. It looks really good. He's at a uh, baseball academy in Orlando. Um, he looks looked like he was looking really good there with yeah. the swing. Um, no, I think you know it was pretty routine today. A lot of quarterback stuff still. Yeah, and defense too, which we don't need to do too much on defense. I think the defense is moving the right direction. Gundy does too. Um, I thought it was interesting. He was asked if they could lean on them like they did in twenty twenty one, even last right. year at times. And he says he doesn't know yet, which yeah. I think is a fair assessment because you're still learning what this defense can do. They're still opening the playbook. They're still moving guys around. They're playing a ton of people. Yeah, um, which. I think it's going to calm down at some point. Right. Yeah. But I'm still not 100% sure because the way Gundy's approaching things, mm-hmm. if they will calm that down, but I think it's going to calm down. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think that they they rotated some young guys in just to make sure they're getting them some experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been fascinating, some of the scenarios that they've had those young guys in. There's been some important moments when they've got a lot of backups on the field. Um, you know, For instance, the uh, the 65-yard touchdown was I, – I, Watching the film, I don't know the defense well enough to say who busted, but there were some young guys in the back end, yeah. and uh, you know some some back. Ty Williams is on the field then, right, instead, yeah. of, instead in, of Kendall in, Daniels. In place of Kendall Daniels, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so um, not, and the one we're not pointing at him. I'm no. just saying that was one that jumped in my head that was on the field. Right, exactly. So uh, you know, not, you know, they even without Justin Wright, they were still running uh, a full second team of linebackers with with Gabe Brown, the Stillwater mm-hmm. product coming in as the backup middle linebacker, obviously he's the third string guy. Though but, I will say Nick Barton I thought looked fantastic. That was yeah, another yeah. one I should have pointed out at the beginning of the podcast. I thought he looked great. Last yeah. Week. Between him and and Colin Oliver. And obviously I think I think Xavier Benson is is much improved from where he was a year yeah. ago. Uh, and it gives that whole linebacker core a a really uh versatile group. Yeah. Um so I'm it's, it's not Devin Harper and Malcolm Rodriguez back there, but right. it's pretty good. It's pretty solid. Pretty solid. And I think that uh, I think that the tackling is going to continue to improve. I I was very intrigued by the fact that Gunny said after the game that, uh, you know, after the tackling struggles in the opener, went, went back to tackling in practice and, and being more physical in practice. And, you know, we talked to, to Nick Martin, and he got into talking about, you know, that it was it – was, very different. It was much more strenuous on the, on the body than uh, than you know the way that Mike Gundy explained what they had been doing. Uh, even though it's not full tackle to the ground all the time, uh, you know, much more physical, and and the guys definitely felt it. Now I don't think you can do that over the course of the year, mm-hmm. but Gundy said today they'll do that this week, and he wants to continue to see improvements in their in their tackling. I think that's going to continue to be the case. So. All right. Anything else from uh, from Mike Gundy today? No, I think we... we're good. We've got players this evening, so 
We'll check back in with them. Exactly. Looking forward to uh, to that. We get to visit, visit with uh, DJ McKinney, who I've been really impressed with what yeah. he's done in a in a backup role. Yeah. You know, Kale Smith was a guy at corner that we were hearing a lot of buzz about during the preseason. Uh, Kenneth Harris was a guy that'd be in the transfer from Arkansas State that I thought might get himself in the mix. Mm -hmm. McKinney, as just a redshirt freshman, is a guy who sort of thrust himself into that role, and I've, I, he's played a lot both both weeks. Played, uh, I think, I think, you know, forty-five-ish snaps a game, somewhere in that in that range, and he's holding his own. He's playing really well. He's tackled well when he's had the opportunity. So, uh, very curious to see uh, how he continues to progress as a, as a young guy. But between he and Cam Smith on one side, and then Corey Black on the other, I think the corner corner cornerback position has really been held down pretty well so far. All right. Well, then is it is it time that we move to the Stone 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 six, six pack? I think it is. It's time. All right. Very good. What we got today? I don't think you told me. I, don't, I have no I, idea. No, I, no, I, I, I literally no homework on this one. So exactly. Here we go. Yeah, legit no homework this time. Yeah. Normally, I at least tell you. Yeah. No, and I then have, you just ignore me. I do ignore it. Yes. But, but this time, I didn't even tell you. So not a clue. I was thinking a second ago. I was like, wait a minute. I have no idea today what's coming at all. So this is fun. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Very good. First question here in the stone cloud six pack over or under 4.5 yards per carry for the oklahoma state running game this week Ooh. that's that's always been the number four to four and a half is where yeah. my always and they're plays. at four six right now yes as on the season um because i just wrote that so four six in that case i'm changing it i'm changing it right now i'm, I'm typing <laughs> it right four over or under four point six oh we're changing okay yards perfect. per carry um well it's a tough one. I think I'm going to go under. Yeah. Because I think South Alabama is going to be good enough up front. Mm -hmm. to, they've been really good against the run and not very good against the pass. Right. So I think I'm going to go under. I'm I'm honestly, I'm right there with you. I think this team's going to going to force them to throw the ball yeah. and put some pressure on those quarterbacks and on the receivers. Yeah. But I think the receivers are going to see some one-on-one -on -one matchups mm -hmm. and be able to do some things out there. I'm going to also go under the 4.6 yards per carry. I almost went last week. We did 149 and a half yards uh, for the game. That's right. Would you have gone uh, under that as well? I assume. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's going to be a challenging week I, for them to run the ball. They're going to have more than zero yards at half. I think. <laughs> I, I almost positive on that. That that should have been the question I asked. That should have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have positive. Would have, I would have still had to think about it for a second. Right. Yeah. All right, now this is a, uh, a repeat question from last week, but I think it's still important. And as we, as much quarterback talk as we last week's question, so perfect. As, as much as we talk quarterbacks today, I, I still find it intriguing. Will any quarterback play more than four series in this ballgame? Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. I, I said I said after, uh, at the end of the game, they owe, they owe Garrett Rangel one. Well, and so maybe series. he gets five. Maybe, maybe so, maybe so. But, uh, but like, uh, so I think he just he kneeled on his last series, and, yeah, right? His last series just took a knee a couple of times and, yeah. and, and headed to the house. I think he gets the first one. Then you start your next rotation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, uh, this, this is not one of the official questions of the Stone Club six-pack. Do you think Gunnar Gundy starts? He's the only one of the three that hasn't started. I do. I yeah. do. I think you give each other a shot to start. Yeah. And I think you send Al to, the, to the back of the line. Yeah. Also, on a different topic while we're on this, how about get Ringel coming in? After having basically, I don't know what he played, two, four, five, five and a half like quarters off, four, five quarters off. Right. That's yeah. that's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. 
that's like building extra days of rest for a pitcher. Yes. To come exactly. in and throw. Like, like I was like, man, it's been a long time since he's played. It felt like forever. Right. Exactly. It, it, it sort of was. Yeah. All right. Last uh, of the OSU football-related questions of the Stone Cloud six-pack. We saw Larry Crawls get the first interception of the year. Uh, we talked uh, we talked about interceptions last week, but who is next in line? Who is the next Oklahoma State player to get an interception? Next in line, you can't say Jason Taylor. Man, um, I miss Jason just for the answers alone. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with a random one. I'm not random. Uh, surprise one, Ty Williams. Ooh. Very interesting. He's getting enough play that I think Ty Williams. Okay. Good deal. That's interesting. Because um, it was so we none of us would have picked Lyric Rawls. We didn't even come no. close to picking Lyric Rawls. No, not at all. So I'm gonna go with the unexpected again. I'm gonna go with Ty Williams. All right. I'm I'm sticking at the safety position. Mm-hmm. There's only one guy on the defense that's played every snap of the season. Oh. And that is Trey Rucker. Yeah. Now he's, he's had his moments. He hasn't always been perfect, yeah. but he is my next pick for an interception from the Cowboy defense. All right, that brings us to the second half of the Stone Cloud on Six this one. Pack. Sorry, everybody. Yes, exactly. Got to, got to, uh, got to be able to access our research that we've done for uh, yep. for the, the last three here. The draft. We are drafting the best movie quarterbacks. Right. You could say that if we were starting a movie quarterback team, yeah. this would be our three guys that we rotate yeah. for series. This is, at yeah, time. yeah. So. No TV shows, though, right? We're not going to include TV shows? Uh, uh, now, I didn't research any TV shows. Okay. I suppose I could allow it if, you, uh, if you're if you really committed to, uh, to But no I more mean, than one. Could be. No more than one. Okay. No more than one. I could be. All right. Um, well, I am uh, I am a nice guy, as we've established on this podcast, <laughs> so I will let you have the All first right. pick. I'll make sure you get the names right. That's the problem is remembering the names. Right, exactly. I can picture people, but I can't remember the names. This, I don't know. This may be awful. I'm going with Shane Falco from The Replacements. That's solid. I love The Replacements. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. It's fun. Keanu Reeves is awesome, as, yes. we've, as it's been well established by people. Um, and I think he's a really good quarterback. And I thought he was a really good person in the, mm-hmm. in the ring. That's what he's supposed to be. Um, so I'm going with Shane Falco. All right. That's good. He was, I'll, I will say this, I, I, I got about six or seven guys and he was on my list. Uh-huh. He was not going to be my top guy. Um, actually, my top guy, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to because I think I can sneak him into the second okay. round. Okay. Uh, and I'm more worried about my second guy, so I'm gonna go ahead and take him right now. I'm taking Johnny Moxon. Oh, varsity blues. Varsity blues. Okay. Uh, the, your reaction tells me I could have held off and gone with my first guy, but that's okay. That's mm-hmm. all right. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of varsity blues. It would probably be top three favorite football movies of, okay. of all time for me. Big fan of Johnny Moxon. So I'm going him with my first pick, even though he would have been number two if I was just ranking my guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like here. in a fantasy draft when like other people start picking tight ends, and you're like, oh, yeah. geez, I got to go get Yeah, a I got to get a tight end now. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, well, Johnny Moxon was the one I left on mine. Um, I'm going to go with Willie Beeman from any Ooh. given Sunday. Big time good. Because I really like that movie, first of all. So and fun. he was so good. So I'm going with Willie Beeman because it's just so fun. Yeah. Jamie Foxx is incredible in that yep. role. I'm really deep. All right. Cannot argue with that pick. That's a great one. My second pick, I'm going with Paul Blake. Do you recognize the name at all? Paul Blake. No. You were you were pretty young when this movie came out. It okay. was a, it was an early 90s movie. Necessary Roughness was the name of it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I really want to watch that. Yeah. Really good movie. I highly recommend it. Um, but 
uh, uh, Paul Blake was this old quarterback that still had some college eligibility left, and they're you know they're putting together their ragtag yeah. team, and they bring him back to be the to be the okay. quarterback. Okay. It was uh, I, I'm pretty sure I was in junior high at the time, yeah. so it would have been it, you would have been pretty young for that one. Okay. But I was uh, it was a very inspiring story to to eighth grade me that was getting ready to go into my, my first oh, year of yeah. school yeah, football. Yeah. There you go, yeah. And I was I was like the fifth string quarterback and so I was I was very much inspired by okay. by, by Paul Blake. That's fair. All right, your final pick. I'm going with Sunshine. Oh, remember the dang. Titans. Oh man. <laughs> For one, I just love thinking Sunshine. Right? Yeah. Sunshine. I love that. But also he's really good. He was he was great. I loved watching that 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 part of the movie and what he did and um yeah, so I, Sunshine's my, my third pick. I will stick with the movies. We could talk about the TV one I had in mind after. Okay, okay, but I will good. stick with the movies, and I will go with Sunshine. All right. Don't, tell, don't ask me his, real, his, his full name. Uh, yeah, no. It's just no Sunshine. I don't even, but don't that's even, what I'm going Don't even know. I had him on my list as well. It only said Sunshine. I, I couldn't even tell yeah. you. Uh, excellent, excellent pick. I was, uh, if, I, if I had thought, I, if I had gotten that far in my head, I probably would have bumped him up okay. a little bit higher because I I knew I knew I could have snuck Paul Blake in later. Yeah, yeah. He was he would have been the top of my list, but um, really good pick. So so that pushes me to uh, another early '90s movie, Frank Cushman. Frank Cushman. Cush. Jer- Jerry Maguire. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Played by the, by Jerry O'Connell. Yes, that was that was one. Okay, yeah, he was just a, a fantastic character. Obviously. Yeah. It's a different kind of football movie. It's uh, you know yeah. focused on the agent, not the, the actual see, football. I'm gonna fully admit I never watched Jerry Maguire all the way through until like the last two or three years. Oh yeah, okay. Never watched all the way through until then. But yeah. I still remember the name. But yeah, like mm-hmm. that's that's a good pick. Yeah, loved everything about that character, uh, and, and it's a great movie too. It's so, a great movie. It's a all right, great. So who was your who was your TV guy? I didn't. Well, even I was consider... actually kind of torn. I love Friday Night Lights, the TV show. Uh huh. Okay. Love it. Matt Saracen. Mm-hmm. Love Matt Saracen. Also love Vince Howard. I was a little torn. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. But I think I would have leaned Saracen a little bit. Yeah. Because I like the underdog ability right. of that a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, but Vince Howard is really good. He was the better player. He was the best quarterback in the whole show. Right. right. And so I think, you know, I lean that way a little bit. But uh, I, I, I lean Saracen. So I think. All right. All right. That was that was torn a little bit. So. All right. I, uh, if we had I, five I, rounds, I might have taken them four and five. Uh, that would have been that would have been good. Um, I'll be I'll be completely honest. I fully expected Uncle Rico to make your top three. I thought he was coming when off I, the board in the third round. When I saw him on the list, of people Google, I was like, oh man. Because Ashley and I, whenever we travel, if we go to Colorado, we look at the mountains, we say, but I can throw a football over there in their mountains, just like Uncle Rico, you know, yep. did Napoleon Dynamite. So exactly. Um, so that was it was very very tempting, right, to pick Uncle Rico, but uh, yeah. I was. Couldn't do it. I hear you. I hear you. I had to take Sunshine. If Sunshine's on the board in the third round, you've got to take Sunshine. Uh, And and listen, we've got to get that nickname to catch on for Zane Flores. We do, yeah. That that blonde hair coming out the back of that helmet. Yeah. I love it. I almost considered, too, Adam Sandler's character in The Longest Yard. That's funny because I considered Burt Reynolds' character in the original Longest Yard. Yeah. Yeah. But I I love that Adam Sandler's Longest Yard. I always liked it. Yeah. Totally agree. I saw people have a quarterback from uh, Waterboy on the list. I couldn't tell you who the quarterback was. Yeah, no clue. No. It's the Waterboy. It's a linebacker movie, yeah, not exactly. a quarterback movie. Who cares? No. Exactly. Same. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Remember to yeah. uh, subscribe to the Cowboy Sports Newsletter at the Oklahoman. 
And uh, remember to drop your comments uh, with the score prediction in there on the YouTube video. We appreciate all of the uh, viewers slash listeners. And we will talk to you after the Oklahoma State-South Alabama game on Saturday. We'll see you later. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.